This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Hannah Pegel. The Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to that the Environmental Protection Agency did not have clear authority from Congress to require power plants to shift from coal to cleaner energy sources. The decision was made in the case of West Virginia v. EPA. The case was brought against the Clean Power Plan, which is an Obama-era rule, that mandated generation shifting at power plants, but the plan never actually went into effect. The decision could have implications for how EPA and other agencies implement regulations for laws without enough clarity. The EPA also announced today it is proposing to restrict and monitor atrazine use to address impacts on aquatic plants. This includes prohibiting applications in saturated fields, and it would limit annual application rates to 2 pounds for growers of sorghum, sweet corn, and field corn. Steve Davies has more details on both EPA stories on agripulse.com. USDA released its acreage report today. Haley Bicklehop has the latest. The Department of Agriculture says U.S. farmers have planted less soybeans and more corn than the department estimated they would earlier this year. Today, the USDA released its June acreage report. The report estimates 88.3 million acres of soybeans have been planted in the U.S., nearly 3 million acres less than the National Agricultural Statistics Service's March estimate of 91 million. Corn acreage at 89.9 million acres is slightly higher than the March estimate of 89.5 million acres, but 4% lower than last year's planted acres. Agricultural economist at the University of Illinois, Scott Irwin, spoke on a webinar today about the June acreage report. He says although the soybean and total principal crop acres appear to be down from March, this could be the impact of prevent plant acres in the upper Midwest. The net is uh, U.S. is now down 2.6 million acres for soybeans compared to that estimate from March, and it's spread out all over the place. But the biggest decline was in North Dakota. I presume that's where a lot of the prevent plant acres are going to come from. I keep talking about prevented plant. You know, I'm inferring that that's where the lost soybean acres uh, largely went uh, up in the upper Midwest. But we won't get our first official data on prevented plant until August. For AgriPulse, I'm Haley Bicklehopt. Improving worker safety conditions are top of mind as the summer brings hotter temperatures. Amy Mayer has more. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration is gathering information to improve worker safety during hot weather or in high-temperature workplaces. The National Advisory Committee on Occupational Safety and Health met this afternoon. Ahead of that session, two heat, illness, and injury working groups presented their research on what exists and what more would help. Rebecca Randall of the AFL-CIO says everything points to the need for coordination between any new standard and the educational materials that go with it. Not thinking of these things as two separate areas, right, but of course one area um, moving forward because the messaging and the standard and, um, you know, the can campaign and the standard need to be in sync. Several states, including California, Oregon, and Minnesota, have at least some heat injury and illness prevention rules. Jay Withrow has worked on Virginia's rulemaking effort. He says even within a state, there can be wide variations in temperature and working conditions. Giving employers enough flexibility to deal with those kinds of fluctuations and, and for 
employers with you know definitely different sophistication levels of their safety and health programs um, you know trying to obtain or, or develop requirements where you're going to achieve the highest level of uh, compliance by employers so that the most number of employees are protected. OSHA could ultimately pose a rule to the Departments of Labor and Health and Human Services. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. The Securities and Exchange Commission's proposed climate rule will hurt farmers and ranchers. The agency should not regulate rural America like it regulates Wall Street. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pagels.